Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And we're not experts. We're not. We're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Well, Dori, hello. Hello, Kate. Greetings. Greetings to everyone listening. Hope you are getting through the season of heat and wild rain, depending on where you live in the United States or elsewhere in the world. Goodness gracious. I know, right? It's either smoky, it's either hot, or it's raining. Yeah. It's like, what is happening? I mean, I think we know what's happening, and it's not great. No, it's true. It's not great at all. Well, hopefully you can come to this podcast to escape the doomsday scenario existing in our weather patterns right now. (sighs) And we'll try to also do that in talking to each other. (laughs) Well, we're going to kind of just get right into it today because we had so much fun talking to our guest. I just love this person so much. She's so wonderful. She's truly the best. Let's share today that our guest is Jackie Johnson. I feel like every time I talk to Jackie, it's like I'm talking to her for the first time. And she's had totally. such she's been with us on the show at such different moments in her yes. life. Yes. It's really incredible. Now, if you have not heard the name Jackie Johnson before, she is a podcaster and creator and host of the iconic beauty podcast Natch Butte. She is a comedian, a writer, a Southern belle from Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm, She's mm -hmm. a performer. She's known for her deep, booming voice. She has won (laughs) beauty pageants in the singing category as a young person. She's really amazing. She's incredible. And she's also an iHeartRadio Podcast Award winner for Natch Butte in the fashion and beauty category. Mm Mm-hmm. And she has a new podcast that she has recently created called Jackie's Hole, which is very funny. I couldn't think of the name. I was trying to describe her as the Garrison Keeler of podcast, like new podcasts that did yeah. not come out well when we were talking about this on in our interview. But um, Jackie is 
podcasting and creating over on Patreon. And she's just a brilliant light and so open about everything. And we just, um, just adore her. So um, before we share our interview and conversation with Jackie, just a reminder that uh, you can find all info about the show on our website, forever35podcast.com. You can find more content and conversation happening on our Patreon at patreon.com slash forever35. You can find our favorite products at shopmy.us slash forever35. And if you want to reach us, please do leave us a voicemail or send us a text message at 781-591-0390. You can also email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. All right, we'll be right back. Okay. Look. I'm over. I'm overjoyed by our guest today because we have a true legend on the pod and a thrice-timed guest. It's Jackie Johnson. You're in rare company to be a three-time guest. Three times, pretty high. And and you know what? Three totally separate chapters of my life, like completely. Jackie, it's like I'm not even coming back because I'm a different person than I was the last two times. I'm so excited to touch on this because as I was remembering the last time you were on the podcast, it was four years ago. Dory was on maternity Mm -hmm. leave, and you and I sat down, and you were in the middle of beginning divorce proceedings yes and i was sobbing my face off and i was a mess but i was i was a positive mess i was you were clear you were like so clear about about yourself and your needs and your life and it was like really moving it was an extremely moving conversation and now here you are four years later married with a child a, like an award-winning podcaster, office, honey. Yes. Oh, which I've been in. Your house is like one of the most cool, beautifully decorated places I've ever been in. Oh my gosh. Well, look. Let's start. Let's backtrack for a second okay. and just start at the Forever Thirty Five launching pad, which is asking our guests about a current self-care practice in their life. Oh man, what is that for you? It's right now. Listen, it, does things, it exist? Things are different around here. That's for sure. I would say oh, the Kardashians. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm going the there. The new Hulu version of the show. Yeah, listen, I get I get about 2 hours a week now of just I can sit on the couch and eat something disgusting and just watch something disgusting. And that's it. So I really savor that. And last night I did that. I watched the Kardashians on Hulu. And let me tell you something. I was tearing up because Mm. this particular episode, they were recording their Christmas album and all of them were in the recording booth together, cutting up and Chris was in there. And I said to my husband, I go, do I have to have another kid? Because the camaraderie among the siblings is inspiring. I'm just going to say it. Chris Jenner loves her children and she supports all of them so unconditionally and it truly is inspiring to see as a mother as a i just think she's figured something out and the fact that all those daughters rally with each other through everything i'm like damn it i don't want another i don't want to do another kid but do i have to do you think it's unconditional though 
Yes. Like, don't you think you do? Yes. You don't think she has like a little bit more love for whoever's bringing in the most money at for the time? For Kim, right? I thought and, Kim was like the favorite. <laughs> Apparently Kylie is the favorite, which makes sense because she gonna has say. the most I think money. Kylie oh. is the favorite. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there is something to that. But all I know is that it's a beautiful family. I don't know. It's not perfect, okay? But <laughs> I just am inspired by it. And I really respect Chris Jenner. And they're entertaining. I don't know. Listen, I, I, this is this is my self-care right now. This is it. I'm being you know honest. What? No, no. And, and it is valid. And I think it is a lot of people's self-care, number one. But we often, I think get into the same trap that happens a lot of times with like the concept of like trash TV or a trashy book or a yeah, beach yeah. read or whatever, like mm-hmm. assigning some sort of moral value yes. to the media or the culture we consume where ultimately it's what we get out of it. That is the, what, what lasts, what matters. It doesn't matter necessarily what the thing is, as long as it works for you. You're right, Kate. I'm over here judging myself. Right. But the thing no. is, no, you're not. No, you're not. Don't judge yourself. The thing is, is I, I understand the issues with the Kardashians. I don't follow any of them on the Instagram. Totally. I don't believe in private jets. Like I see all the stuff they're doing wrong. I, I, I see it. But when I'm dead ass tired and I now know on the other side of motherhood, the tiredness that I didn't even know existed that I now daily experience sometimes i just want to plop my ass down and stare at some hot women in fights and like living their glamorous lives sometimes i just need that Mm -hmm. yeah we all have we all have something that really makes us feel it's good in a way that nothing else can provide like the fact that travis and courtney lick each other's mouths like i hate that but i can't stop watching it you know? They lick each other's mouths? Oh, Is that they, how they kiss? They are very PDA. They okay. open mouth. It, their wedding kiss, they're Ooh. like, okay. Like in front of the hall. And I'm like, you know what? Everyone there expected this. Everyone now, there expected wait, this. Wait, Jackie. I, I mean, I could, I, could, I could do a whole episode just like analyzing Travis and Courtney's relationship. Yeah. I will yeah, refrain. Yeah. Well, can I ask a question on this topic that I had for kind of like saving later in our conversation, but I think it connects because you are a huge Blink-182 fan. Yes. And you were at the concert yes. where Courtney yes. announced to Travis and the world with a sign that she is pregnant. I mean, yes. she was already showing. No, he, I knew. Knew. Like, he, he knew, knew right? <laughs> he he knew. Of course okay. he knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just confirming. But I, I wondered if you could touch on a, a little bit about like maybe even specifically like Blink-182 as a a self-care and something that's been meaningful for you for many years, but also kind of like pop punk is self-care, especially I think for millennials. This is so important, Kate. I'm so honored. I feel blood rushing to my brain from this question. I'm so proud. It really, it just boils down to midlife crisis. It boils down to my 20-year high school reunion is this year, and I'm reliving the jollies of my youth. That's mm. that's it. When I was 16, 17, 15, that's when Blink-182 had their two biggest albums. I bought them. I listened. All the hot guys in my school knew the words. You know, <laughs> I'd go to the concerts. I'd be in the pit at the Smirnoff Center in Dallas. 
Oh my god! Just moshing That's an around. Amazing name. Okay. Yes, I don't know what it is now, but you know they they lose their licenses. We have a uh, we have the Staples Center coming back. A little L.A. Oh, do we? For everyone. I miss Crypto, this. Crypto dot com lost the license. Thank God. I know that was the worst. I never it, called it worse. No, I, it was still Staples. So let's be honest. So I loved Blink One Eighty Two. And then it dipped out a little bit. It dipped out. I'll say I was a little bit of a fair weather friend. I definitely wasn't keeping up with them as much. And then once they had their resurgence, I got back on board. And I've been, you know, and I I went and saw them in 2018 in Vegas. I saw them in 2019 at a festival. And then I just saw them again a couple months ago in L.A. in 2023. If you had told me in 2001 when I saw them when I was 16 that I'd be seeing them at 38 and, you know, I wouldn't I would have been like, what? But here we are. It's midlife crisis textbook. I play The Sims every day, too. Who knew that was going to happen? I have a friend who is right around your age. I think she may be like a year or two younger. And she's also a diehard Blink-182 fan. And she went to the concert the second night and mm-hmm. she's very pregnant she's about to have a baby and she oh, wrote wow. travis i'm pregnant on her oh, phone yeah. oh my god <laughs> yeah, yeah. i love that <laughs> yep. it's very good <laughs> do you feel a connection to like teen jackie do you feel like a um like a kindred connection yes. or kind of almost like a maternal affection toward that person that you were I, I, so when i was young i was a little kid my mother would drink red wine and listen to her records. And she would just be sitting in our, like, we had like a kind of a patio room. And she would just be in there in her bathrobe, listening to the Beatles, listening to Linda Ronstadt mm. with her wine. And I remember my sister and I were like little Judge Judys. And we were like, what's mom doing in there? Like, oh my <laughs> God. And then a few years ago, I remember I got really high. I took like an edible. And I just was watching YouTube videos of of music videos from my youth that I loved. And then I go, Oh my God, I'm my mother. I'm my mother. It happened. Mm -hmm. I was transporting myself back to that time because music is, I hear a song. I instantly go back to that memory. I remember say my name by destiny's child was the song playing on my way to high school for the first time in my Mm -hmm. sister's car. Like just little moments like that. So for sure, it's definitely bringing me back to those feelings, those vibes. I've been listening to Incubus a lot lately, which again is another band from my high school years. And it's that, I mean, it's fucking textbook. I am a cliche. I am my mother drinking the wine. I am (laughs) listening to songs of my youth. It's just the way it is. And and you know what? It is. It's lovely. It's just the way it is. Yes, it's really lovely. I'm sorry I judged you, mom. Pour me a glass. It's weird how all of a sudden, as you age, you start to have like new empathy. I mean, maybe not yes. everybody, but I know I have like new moments of empathy for my parents where I'm like, oh, God. A hundred percent. No, I talked to my mom. I talked to my mom. Her birthday was July 7th, which is Ringo's birthday. Oh, and her Beatles fan. I know. And. I was telling her my son had diarrhea for like 10 days straight. It was really stressful. I mean, I had to like bring diapers into the doctor, you know, things, parenting <laughs> achievement unlocked. And she was like, oh, that you, that used to happen to you. And I'm like, this woman I'm talking to on the phone took care of me when I yeah. was tiny like yeah. that. And I remember calling her right after I'd had my kid and I was having a very hard time emotionally. And I was going, thank you for doing this for me. Oh. And it was a very healing moment for sure. 
And I also said I was sorry. I was like, I'm sorry that you had to do this. Oh. And she was like, it's okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm sure we've all been there so too. So intense. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Intense. So we're just going to take a short break and we will be right back. I am the first to admit that gift giving is not easy for everyone. It's taken me a long time to become like a halfway decent gift giver. But what I have learned is that the best way to win the gift giving game is to gift memories. Ooh. And you know how you do that, Kate? I'm I'm ready. I'm listening. The Aura Digital mm-hmm. Frame mm-hmm. preloaded with decades of family photos. We when have gifted you, this to yes. many people. And when you gift this, your family will love looking back on childhood memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating the frame with new photos. So it's really the gift that keeps on giving. It's super easy to set up. It takes literally two minutes. You download the app. You set up the Wi-Fi. Boom. Boom. You're good to go. Yep. We have given this to my parents. We've given Mm -hmm. this to Matt's parents. Mm -hmm. Same, same. It's so easy because you can add photos from the app like anytime you want. And also like my brother has the app so he can add photos from his family. My sister has the app so she can add photos. My parents also have it. So they also add their own photos. That is one of the coolest parts I think of the Aura Frame is that everybody can contribute. Yes. I love that about uh, we have two aura frames in our house i have Ooh. one in my office and yeah and one in our family room and do my they kids have, love it do they have the same pictures on them no they have different pictures <gasps> Ooh, mm-hmm. oh that's interesting maybe i should get one from my office I'm looking at a picture of my in, children right now right interesting mm-hmm. hmm. putting that away for later store that Yes. Uh, The Aura app lets you share photos more securely than with email, which is what many other digital frames require. And also then you're not taking up your email storage. So win-win. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Forever 35 listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code forever35 at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, 
try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Forever35. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos And like within a few weeks, I had done a consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5.00. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now, that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. I think it's safe to say that we have suffered through bras. We've been uncomfortable in them. We've devoted whole episodes to finding good ones. But I'm here to say enough is enough. 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 I mean, Dory, have I ever told you? Have I ever told you what I did in college when I needed a bra to wear with a fancy dress? What? I cut the top of pantyhose and then I duct taped that to my chest. Oh. Sounds uncomfortable. Because <laughs> I, I didn't have honey love when I was in college. No. Well, we are here to say no more being uncomfortable. No. With honey, no. With Honey Love's bras, you will wonder why it took so long to make something so comfortable and so supportive. There's no underwire, but through some kind of wonderful magic, they managed to not sacrifice lift. All while making it in a fabric that's so comfortable, you barely know it's there. Especially the crossover bra. I wear one of these almost every day. I'm wearing one right now because it's so comfortable and it easily fits into my life. But if you like a breathable and versatile legging, Honey Love has you covered on that front too. Plus, they have tanks, shapewear, and their V-bra that has molded cups still without the underwire to keep you from getting that dreaded uniboob effect other more relaxed bras tend to give you. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link 
to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we send you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. Well, what has life been like for you since the last time we spoke? Like yeah. I know I know as your friend and person who like follows your life, I know that many things have happened, but like if you can kind of summarize your growth or if someone's yeah. like I'm going to listen to the first two episodes of the Jackie oh was on for 35 and then listen to this one. Yeah. What is the television series of your life that ran during this time? Oh my gosh, so much. So much healing, so much therapy. Um I married the wrong person and I had to figure out why I did that. And I also realized that I very deeply in my body wanted to be a mommy so bad. And I think that dream had been gaslit out of me so much that I didn't even really remember that. And so I said that if I, just like I said on y'all's show, I was like, if I want this to happen, I'm going to do whatever I can to make it happen, which means a lot of self-work and healing. And because of all that work, I attracted the person that I felt comfortable procreating with. (laughs) And I felt safe, finally really felt safe. I thought I did before. I wasn't safe. And from there and all of the work I did, I healed and I hustled and I met someone and we built a beautiful life together, the, the life I've always dreamed of having. And I had my son and um, you both know like the just profoundly sacred experience of having a baby and being a mom, um, but also just how fucking hard it is. Like I have watched so many women in my life become moms, women who I thought I was close to and saw firsthand, but it ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. Like I definitely had a rough year. The first year was rough. And now on the other side of the year, I'm starting to feel like myself quotes again. And then Mm -hmm. I'm like, but you'll never be the same, really. And uh, it's been a really wild, beautiful experience. And I look forward to the rest of it happening and blooming. Although I also miss those crazy days that I never thought I would miss me being a human bassinet for four months. My son slept on me exclusively. <laughs> like it was yeah, not yeah. fun. There were days where I was like, is this ever going to end? <laughs> so stressed out and just wanting to lay down so bad. Like I just wanted to lay so bad and sleep. And now I'm like, I miss when he was so tiny. I know. I know. Mm, what, a mind fuck. We- what a mind fuck. What a mind fuck. I know it's so much. It's like the missing and the grief over what's done, but then also mm-hmm. in the moment, it, you didn't. It didn't want it to be happening. It's all that stuff is very confusing. And yes. it seems. I mean, the whole like the days are long, but the years are short. Which actually, Kim Kardashian just posted on oh, her Instagram. My God. <laughs> She's wise. Uh, it's like it. It is so true, and especially when you're in those those first few months. And I know you had a a, a particularly kind of rough go of it um but then like it's just over that part yes of, that part of it is just over 
Yeah. And it's not going to happen again. Like that. And you spend so many hours. I read every book. I did all these classes. It's like, I'm an expert now on baby rearing. And I'm like, I can never use that again. Yeah. All of that for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty wild. Well, and I mean, you also had some big transitions professionally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's fair to say. I would say, yeah. I guess I didn't even touch on that. So I was doing my podcast, Natribute, for s- almost six years. Yeah, because you started Natribute before we mm-hmm. started February 35. Yeah, way before. Yeah. And it was going it was going really well. It was really fun. And the podcast business kept changing. And, mo- ch- and I would say changing for the worse for yeah. the level of show I had. And it happened slowly. I think the pandemic was the first kind of hit. And then navigating the networks and production of it all. And then I decided to have a baby. And at that point, I was running my show by myself. I was the one person operation behind everything. I was the editor, the producer, the booker, the talent, the researcher, the social media correspondent, the assistant. I did all of it. Ad sales. Uh, I was all of it. And I took a little break, obviously. Um, and I didn't have a co-host. So I, I tried to have some fill-in hosts and and I did that. And then I started getting antsy being like, I got to come back. I got to come back. I'm ready. I'm ready. See, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I came back and then I realized a couple months in that I wasn't ready. Mm. and I was having a really hard time just postpartum. (sighs) I was having a really hard time. And also leaving took a big dip from my listenership and I was busting my ass and I wasn't making the money enough to even pay my nanny to watch my child so that I could do my job. So I made a tough decision to end my show. And I wasn't necessarily planning on ending it forever, but it was just a pause. I I had not taken a week off in six years. So yeah, I paused it. And then one night I was having one of my what am I doing with my life conversations that I would have with my Spectre One breast pump uh, every couple weeks. <laughs> because... I would be like feeling good, you know, I'd like, look, I got six ounces out. Oh my God, I'm a milky queen. And then I'd get like two ounces out and I'd be like, I'm a failure to mothers. I'm a, like, it, that was the range. Oh, the and, breast pump mm-hmm. is psychologically yes, and, and, a mindfuck. Yes. Fuck. And, you know, obviously I was being really hard on myself, but that was what would happen. I would, I would, if I got a lot out, I would feel very accomplished. If I didn't, I would feel like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So one night I didn't get that much out and I'm like crying about my life and. And I go into my bedroom, I lay my head down, and all of a sudden I open my eyes and I say, Jackie's hole. <laughs> Jackie's hole. And I'm like, Jackie's hole. What is Jackie's hole? Why did the universe <laughs> just give me this? Jackie's hole. And then I realized Jackie's hole is my next project. And I started coming up with all these ideas for Jackie's hole. Jackie's hole is like, if I could do anything with my life, what would it be? I was like, it's Jackie's hole. Everybody comes down to Jackie's hole to talk shit, unwind, hang out. We play games. We have characters. We do a hoedown. We all sing. So I tried to do that. I produced the pilot of it myself and thought it was going to be the biggest thing that's ever happened to the world. And it was going to be just this big, fun thing. And it was, but it just didn't turn out to be a monetary hit. 
Hmm. And this is in terms of podcasts. And I realized through all my meetings through with almost every single podcast network in the world that it's just not the market right now. Things are not great. And everyone's being extremely risk averse due to the market. And so it just didn't happen. And then I said, okay, I need to reassess. And guess what? Months and months have gone by. I cannot believe how quickly time is flying. Today is Friday. It feels like I woke up on Monday. It was Monday uh, mm-hmm. a couple hours ago. It's Time is flying. So yeah, in terms of my career, um, I'm kind of at this weird crossroads standstill moment and i'm not sure what's next but i'm 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 in a boat with a lot of people right now the entire entertainment industry is at a standstill right now i'm sure Mm -hmm. both of your husbands are like sitting with the picket signs you know there's a lot going on so i'm not alone yeah it's a weird it's a weird time for sure yeah i mean we we can speak to that and relate as people podcasters uh who are not like you know jason bateman yeah yeah uh, will arnett you know uh but also, yes, both uh, our partners are, are picketing. Are you in? A, are you in SAG? Yeah, yeah, I'm Union Strong. I um, yeah, I've had a little upset tummy. Uh, like I said, my son gave me something. But as soon as I'm feeling better, I'm out there, sweetie. You can't go to walk a picket line while having diarrhea no. because if you have to shit, yeah. if you have to run somewhere Where? to poop, I, I've been out a couple times with yeah. Anthony, and it's like there's. There's not a good spot. Yeah. So you take care of your tummy. Yeah, yeah. It's been rough. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, the whole you get sick when you have a kid thing. I thought I had a couple more years. I was like, until he's in school. But no, the norovirus has hit me multiple times. Yeah. Oh, no. If no. I take him to a birthday party, I just know it's going to happen. The ball pit is oh. just where it is. And oh, no. That, the ball pit. The ball yeah. pit. Yeah. It's yeah. just not a cute look. And I guess my stomach and my immune system need to be heightened as well so everybody's just shitting around here (laughs) sorry (laughs) jackie can i ask can i ask you like a follow-up kind of question that i think you know because i'm sure most people who listening are not pod professional in the podcasting space like we are or have been but i do think people can really relate to this feeling of like either creating something or starting and and like getting a job you're really excited about and and this feeling of like you just gave your all in many ways and it not turning out the way you anticipated. Yeah. And kind of what that, like processing that and and how we still can find such value in those experiences, even if it's not measured through money yeah. slash we also have to make a living. Yeah. Uh, did, was there kind of like a, a an experience, like an experience for you after you could also, I watched your initial Jackie's whole pilot. It was very funny. I feel like you have a garrison. It's like a, it's like what I wanted that Garrison Keillor show to be that I hated so much. I don't remember the name of that show. People in Lakes of Minnesota. Prairie I don't even know who that Thank is. You. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been compared <laughs> to that. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's like the fun you version of that. Uh, but what was kind of like as a creative person and an entrepreneur and a person who takes ownership of her business in this way, like what has been kind of your emotional experience of that? Well, luckily... I have been in Los Angeles for 17 years, and I moved here, not a Nepo baby. My father sells furniture, you know, in Texas. Like, the, I, did, I knew not a soul. And every single thing I've ever gotten out here, I clawed and kicked my way to get it. So I've been rejected. I have been, you know, to my face told I'm 
this and that. Like I've been just through the muck. So it honestly didn't really deter me at all because at this point I'm Teflon. I've had, you know, you don't survive in this town and you both are Nepo babies. You don't survive in this town without getting the thickest skin that you can ever have. And I've been through it with, I mean, name it. We've all been there. The internet hates you. This person hates you. This happened. This is par for the course, sweetie. And honestly, I know, I guess through all my self-work and also through aging and whatnot, that I know I'm great. I know I'm fucking good. I know I'm a great podcast host. No one can take that from me. If you look at my downloads and you see that only 700 people listen to like whatever, and I just made that up. I didn't really get 700 downloads, but some episodes probably got around that. And that's great. 700 people listen to me. That's great. I'm just saying the numbers don't equate the talent. They Mm. don't. You know, my art at the end of the day belongs to me. And, and I know I'm good. The market is a mess. There's a lot going on in the podcast industry right now. And unfortunately, I can't, I don't have 10 million followers. I'm not Dua Lipa. Okay. Dua Lipa wants to do a podcast. They write her a check and she did one. And I'm not picking on Dua Lipa. Please don't come after me, Dua Lipa stands, because that did happen to me on Twitter. (laughs) They are ruthless. Oh my God. I don't think I've ever been attacked more. And that's saying a lot. Wow. So, um, you know, this is what I'm competing with. I'm competing with Dua Lipa. I'm going in for a meeting. I'm sending them my Jackie's whole tape. I think it's funny. People get it if they get it. And they go, but you're not Dua Lipa. You don't have 10 million followers. We're not giving you a check. And I walk out. I mean, I'm like, oh, okay. I I am not Dua Lipa. I agree. I mean, it, it, Kane and I were just talking about this. Like the, the celebrity influx into podcasting really did not do the rest of us any favors did not help it did not yeah you know and like there's a few that are good but a lot of them were not so good and aren't publishing anymore but they got these like massive yes. deals and they completely you know, you changed the, our industry in terms of yes. how the money is distributed for sure and like honestly i blame the talent agencies for this i was talking to somebody and they said i field calls all day long from every celebrity. And they go, I want to start a podcast. And he goes, okay, uh, what's the, what's the idea? Well, I just am really funny and I want to talk to my other rich friends about how cool it is to be rich and famous. And then he goes, mm, sorry, I don't think I can sell that. Like they all want one now. Mm. Yep. They all yep. want one now. Well, and they, here's the problem. And Kate, I feel like you and I have talked about this also is like, if you're good at podcasting, people don't realize how hard it is. Yeah. And that's why I think a lot of these celebrities listen to these shows and they just think, well, I can do this. And especially if they're actors, it's like, well, you've been reading off a script your whole life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. different. You have to know how to actually talk to people. And like, <sighs> yeah, this gets me really fired up. Yeah. I could do a whole podcast just about talking trash about celebrities starting podcasts and and, you know i don't want to gatekeep this industry but it just came down to during the pandemic no one could travel they weren't going to movie premieres they weren't doing Mm -hmm. they weren't exposed at like how they normally are out in the public and and they were bored and they said oh this person's making a lot of money i want to do it too and then all the networks were like "Ooh, let's gobble up these celebs because everybody wants to hear what they have to say here's money here's money here's money and then mm-hmm. at the end of that a lot of them said oh no i'm back to having my glamorous movie and music career now i don't want to do it anymore but they already got their big check 
And that right. money took away from us. And I'm not trying yeah. to be a hater. Um, because again, I'm not trying to gatekeep this beautiful industry that is open and should be available to everyone. It just, they did change the, how things are done. Well, yeah. I also think it, it makes it a lot harder. Like we all got in independently five to seven years ago when I yes. think it was easier to be like, we're two kind of yes. you know, just random people. We're going to make a podcast and find a community or find an audience. And I think it's, and, and also find advertising and uh, to sponsor the show. And I think that's a lot harder now for, for people who don't have like 2 million yes. TikTok followers mm-hmm. or some sort of massive platform. And I think that's sad because there's so much interesting talent and I hate, I hate the word content, but like creators, people who could be, who maybe even are making this stuff, but it's just not getting seen because it's oversaturated. Yes. And that's just like, I hope the pendulum swing goes back in the other direction because it is such an interesting medium to be mm-hmm. able to create audio in this way. It's, yes. it's like, it, it still fascinates me and we've been doing it for, you know, how long? Um, I had a question based on this. Oh, one thing, like you were talking about hustling and how hard you have worked in LA. And I think one thing that our listeners might not realize, I know you talk about it on your show, but like, I think when I first met you, when I moved to LA, you were kind of introduced to me as Jackie O'Lashes yep. because you did everybody's lashes. You were yes. in the comedy community and you also did lashes. Yep, that's right. I used to be, when I first moved out here, my first job was Cheesecake Factory at The Grove as a server. And then that segued into celebrity dog walking, which I did for oh, I, six years or so. And another friend who was a celebrity dog. Oh, walker. I know we've talked. And then I started doing Jackie O'Lashes. And that was because I just could not do the dog walking anymore. I had become so integrated in these people's lives. They valued me so much and I loved what I was doing. And I just couldn't do anything else because at that point it had become a full career. And I just said, I did not drive across the country to leave my family to be a dog walker. Now I could have done it. Honestly, I could have opened my own empire because I was so good at it and everybody loved me. And like, it was wonderful work. I mean, I was outside all day with animals. It was incredible. But I just said, I did not move here to do this. And I had to step away. And then I had bills. So I went to eyelash school because at that point, eyelashes were just starting to hit here. And so, yeah, I did eyelashes for a few years. And then I was doing that up until Natribute. Do you feel any sort of calling to kind of do any sort of like hands-on beauty stuff? It was really labor intensive. Uh, if anyone out there gets eyelash extensions, just know that your tech works very hard mm. and you need to tip well. It is a very labor intensive, hard, physically demanding job. Mm-hmm. And I was good at it, but oh, it ripped me to shreds. I mean, my back, my hands, my wrists. I could only do one or two people a day because it just was so hard on me. Mm. How long do you have to train for to be a cosmetologist? Not very long. No, at oh. this point, it was. A, <laughs> wow. I believe it was a one day class, and at the end, they basically. What? I know. <laughs> and at the end, they basically just made sure that you wouldn't that you knew how to like not glue an eye shut. And then they signed my paper. Now I was not good. I had to build up my endurance. So I did like everybody for free. I did so many of my friends and did their eyes get glued shut? Yes. Did their eyes get red? Yes. Honey, I had to learn a lot of lessons. It was not pretty. So shout out to all the girlies who let me practice on them. Um, You know, a lot of them, they're Emmy winning actresses now. Like a lot of our like UCB kind of girlies. 
Um, but I got good. And then because I had this extensive network of like rich women from all my dog walking, because they, everybody loved me, right? Like I walk this showrunner's dog, that showrunner's dog, this, you know, and their wives all love me. And I'd be like, by the way, I'm doing eyelashes now. And they'd be like, oh my God, do mine. I do hers. She'd go to lunch. Everybody would see him. She'd give them my cards. Like, and I was just going all around. Word of mouth referral, honey. That's how we roll. And I was killing it with the eyelashes. I could have opened Jackie O'Lashes up again. I could have been like Jess Rona. I could have had my own studio, but I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to Jackie, do that. What I'm hearing is that your magnetic personality, which has served you well in podcasting, has also kind of like been the been the thread through yeah. your whole career. Yeah. And you've been able to sort of like build these like mini empires. Like it's it's pretty amazing to go from one like a completely different industry. Yeah. To another industry, to another yeah. industry, and like find success in all of them. I'm like that typical millennial that just cannot hold down a job. It's I am the cliche, but but now I'm sitting here going, what am I going to do now? What am I going to so do what now? Are, what What do you want to do now? If like, I what do, you, well, like, I want a podcast. I want a podcast. Yeah. I want okay. If I could have any job, I would want to yes, be like any job. I would want to be like Nicole Byer and just host great shows on Netflix. Yes, be the commentator on Wipeout, tour the country. Like that would be my goal. And like Nicole works her ass off. She is yeah, one of the most just hardworking people. Um. But that's what I would, makes it looks effortless. Yes. I'm like, yes. how do you have 15 yes. jobs? How do you have 15 yes. jobs? Well, because it's Genius. the same sort of thing where like she makes it look easy. Yes. But hosting is actually oh, very she hard. Her ass. No. Oh, and, she busts her and ass. And so I feel like when when these, you know, studios find a good host, they're like, oh, we're just going to hire you for everything. Yes. You know? Yep. <laughs> um, but I mean, yes, like you would you would be so so good at all of that okay well let's take a quick break and we'll be right back small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustoleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Can I ask a question, Jackie? Yeah. Is your I'm I feel from you such an innate one sense of self and knowing who you are and two confidence that feels genuine. Am I do you do you believe that about yourself? Yeah. And 
And if someone is listening, maybe me, whose confidence feels like always something I'm fucking working at, what do you like when people ask for advice in this way, not like how do I break into this business, but more like how do I believe in myself? Yeah. What do you do you have advice on that? Because I that's the that's always the sense I get from you is like just like such strength and understanding like who you are and believing in it, no matter what anybody else fucking tells you? That's a beautiful question. I remember one time I was listening to Howard Stern, who, Kate, you know I'm a fan of. Um, I do. And somebody called in and asked him this question, and Howard said, become an expert at something. Be the best Mm -hmm. at something. And I've paused it and rewound it and recorded this. And I'm not saying it as profoundly as he said it, but he said it just so matter of fact. And I always say like, well, I mean, I don't think I'm an expert at anything, so maybe I need to take my own advice. But I'm really good at, I am really good at what I do, which is human connection. Mm. Yeah. Right. Because as Dory was saying, that is kind of, that yes. is the threat. That's, yeah. that's my expertise. And that lends itself to podcasting, to hosting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to cutting up with the lady on the phone at T-Mobile. Or who was I just cutting up with the other day? We were laughing our butts off. I just Every time I'm on the phone with a customer service person, we end up talking for 20 minutes about whatever. <laughs> like This is just what I do. And I guess, unfortunately, I have to monetize that in order to make a living. You know, I can't just be like the friendly mm-hmm. lady in life. Do you feel like this is your personality also with friends? Yeah. Which also I'm having, I feel like I'm having like friendship crisis, like identity crisis though. And I know that comes from motherhood. I felt so isolated Mm. last year. I felt so disconnected. My, all of my close friends, other than I would say my sister aren't moms. And Unfortunately, it's one of those when you get it, you get it moments and they just yeah. don't get it. And so yeah. I've been I remember talking to my therapist a couple weeks ago who I have the same therapist I've had since my first marriage ended. So for over four years now. Mm. And she's obviously heard it all. And I was just going, how do I as a 38 year old woman get some new best friends? Because I just feel like it's hard. And so maybe y'all have some advice for that. I know once your kids are kind of in school, you find more friends in like the mommy groups, but that's something that I've been really having a hard time with. I just think a lot of stuff changed. I don't blame anybody. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm still besties with all my besties, but I just, I'm looking for that connection from like female friendships in this new way that I'm not getting right now. Yes. Yeah. It's a really hard transition. Yeah. Yeah. I really struggled. With and, and I would like join a mom's group, like a baby and me, and I would feel like I don't fucking know how to talk to anybody. Like I was, so, I'm, all my social anxiety came out, but in a new way. Yeah. And that was really, it's hard if you don't connect with the person and all you have in common is just like, we have babies the same age. It's like after a while that you stop being able to talk about that. And then right. you have to like each other as humans also. And that can, that's all, that's hard. Yeah. I will, friends I, is hard. I will say though that some of my closest new mom like friends i made after i became a mom were from these like mommy and me classes that i was like initially sort of like oh is that corny and then i 
did them and definitely the first few weeks I was sort of like, I don't know how to talk to anyone, but like, Jackie, I don't think that would be a problem for you. Like, I think you're just so naturally gregarious and outgoing that people would sort of like flock to you. Um, And the nice thing about those classes is like, it's just like a group therapy session for the moms. And so you're really getting, you are really getting to know people on a deeper level. And like, you also don't have to be friends with everyone in the class. Like I made two or three close friends. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and everyone else, I'm sort of like, okay, you're fine. But like, we, we didn't like get out of here. Well, no, it's just like, I'm we're not gonna, we're not yeah. gonna like be BFF, which yeah. is you know, totally Most fine. People don't connect with everybody. That would, yeah, yeah. totally. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be one thing. The other thing is like, I, I need to give you my number because you can text me anytime about having a small child. Um, I think about you, Dory, all the time because I read your book. I was deeply moved by it. I was oh, reading it you. during a really hard time when I was having like this horrific insomnia that just came out of nowhere. I think mm. it was related to my Hashimoto's, like my thyroid crap. And I would just, I would have to be, like I said, 4 a.m. before we started recording, I was talking about this. 4 a.m. Yeah. was my hour. I would get up, get out of bed and read your book. And it was, your fertility stuff was just gut-wrenching. And and I was trying to get pregnant at that moment. And I remember just mm. reading this book and just being like, oh my gosh, I got to call Dory. Like, Dory has been through it, sweetie. Like, And I've just thought about you through a lot of stuff because I am having, a, I have a son and I'm only having yeah. one child. And I just yeah. think a lot about you and everything. And so there you go. You know what? Well, we'll get and your Instagram. Like, yeah. I remember I never watch Instagram stories. It's like one of my um, boundaries with social media. So I miss everything. Ooh, and friends of mine are really always good. friends of mine are always like, did you not see my story? And I go, I don't watch stories. I don't know why I just don't. But one random day I, I clicked on Dory's story like it popped up and, and I read it and it was all about parenting. And it was like all these parenting books and like your style and you were asking it. People were asking you questions. And I was like, this is before mm-hmm. I even I mean, I wasn't even trying to print it. And I was just like, I need to like screen grab all this because this is fucking fascinating. And I was like, I should li- watch stories because so that's why I think about you all the time, because now I'm starting to be like gentle parenting and reading all these books. It like starts to feel overwhelming because there are, are all of these things and like not all of them are going to be like the thing. Yeah. But one of them will be the thing. Yeah. You know, and then you'll meet your people and and you'll be like you want you need to have those people to have like the group texts with at two in the morning you know what i mean like it's just you need you need those people and it's good i i love having mom friends with kids who are older than my kid because i can like yeah, like Kate Spencer. <laughs> but you need them the same age too. But like you, you also need, yes. need them the same yeah. age. You need those people who know exactly about the weird developmental shit your yes. kid is going through that you can commiserate with, and like you need those people. And the place to meet those people is in these like classes. So we can talk later about. Okay. I have some other specific recommendations for you, but we'll, we'll talk later. Okay. Um, on this postpartum topic, I- I've been binging um, the Jackie Johnson Patreon recently. Like, I just like went through and like listened to a million of your episodes the other day. Not even because I knew I was talking to you, just because I enjoy listening to you. Um, but Thank you for your support, you had- Kate. <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure. Your Patreon is great. I highly recommend it. You're like, I, I love your very conversational like personal tone of your 
like podcast recordings on there. You dish I get behind. A lot of tea. I, I get behind on everything, but yeah. I but I, I text get, Dory the tea. I was, I, I was say, just gonna say. I was gonna say. Updates. Send Dory the, the links. I don't, I don't worry. Like, <laughs> Jackie was like, at this party talking Jackie about this, saying like blah blah blah, and I'm like, oh, I gotta listen. I gotta listen, and then she'll be like, blah blah. blah. Like she again. She gives my me kids are old, so I have everything. a little bit more time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> you talked about something that Dory and I have both dealt with, and that is the experience of trying to find new clothes to fit your postpartum body, and then just the journey of fucking attempting self-acceptance of yes. a body that has transformed mm, yes. in a society that doesn't want your body to change. And I'm I think nodding, this is something, I'm nodding. I'm yes, nodding. a lot of our listeners have been through this. And this is something that happens to people, whether they are experiencing like a childbirth or pregnancy or not. Like mm-hmm. chronic illness changes our bodies, aging, yes, yes. all sorts of things. And it, is really fucking hard to kind of process and clothing is like this off kind of really challenging visible representation of that change. What has been your experience? Have you found jeans that you like? No. <laughs> no, I haven't. I I so listen, I knew that this was going to be really hard for me. I mm. mentally just really tried to have give myself a lot of love around this because I just knew that this was going to be a thing. And uh, it's been really hard. I, I, you know, you see that some, you just can't compare yourself to other people. Every woman has a journey. You have to honor that every woman's journey is different. But I'll say this, I will never judge another woman ever again, ever. And honestly, like I've had to really work on judging my body because i remember i was like five days postpartum and i got out of the shower i took the best shower of my life oh, that yeah. first shower That's a good shower yeah because i didn't shower at the hospital i get home i take my i shower in my beautiful pink mid-century shower and i step out of it and i look at myself in the mirror and i just burst into tears and i just said i will never judge my body again i cannot believe what my body just did it just made a human being from scratch mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. like ejected it i can never (laughs) i can never say anything bad about my body again it's incredible and then in that moment i just said i'm and i have a friend who i met through one of my birth classes who's this like instagram girly and and she's always selling everybody like her lifestyle products and stuff and she's so good at what she does i'm not trying to like downplay what she does but she goes to work out every morning and films it and and i was just like you know what I'm going to make that my challenge. And so I joined this Pilates studio by my house and they had this challenge for the first uh, few months of the year. And I just said, I just got my credit card out. And now I've never been a workout girly. (laughs) I've never gone to the gym. Like that's not my lifestyle. But I said, I'm going to do this because I'll say this. My son is heavy. Okay. He's already 25 pounds and he's 13 months old. He's huge. And I, you know, haven't ever been like a very strong physical person. And I just, my back was going out and I said, I'm going to get strong for my son. I'm not going to get strong because I want to like fit into this or look this. I want to get strong because I need my strength for my son. And so I did this Pilates challenge and I did, I got stronger. Now I didn't lose any of my baby weight. Okay. Radical acceptance again. And, and I said on my Patreon the other day, I was like, I'm just, this is the body I have. I'm not going to sit here and go, I'm going to 
and I'm just going to talk about diet stuff. So, you know, I don't want to make anyone comfortable. I'm not going to sit here and diet. I'm not. I'm not going to diet. I'm not going to go run. I'm not going to do all those things because I just, this is my body now. And, and I'm, and I'm going to just use this body. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the, this is my body now. It's not the body I had, but it's my body now. And I'm okay with that. I just need to find clothes that fit it because my old jeans still don't zip up. Okay. I can't even get them halfway up. So, okay. I need new pants. That's what I was really trying to avoid. I'm just too cheap. I was like, I'm going to fit in my old clothes because I don't want to buy new clothes. <laughs> no, it's, but it's, I have it to, is I guess. financial, like, it it's is so really unfair. fucking no. Unfair. Same with pregnancy yeah. clothes. I had to buy a new ward. I had to buy postpartum clothes. I, I, they, women should get a stipend. They should send yes, a should. stipend yes. in the mail for when yeah, you have America. a child. If you run yes. for office, this should be part of your platform. Yes. <laughs> Diflucan needs to be available over the counter. <laughs> That's number yes. one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> number well, one. Jackie, before we let you go, which I don't want to do selfishly, but do want to do out of respect for you and your life. You are the queen of creams. Yeah. And you are a beauty product expert. I would say that will never change. No. And it would be like a disservice to frankly ourselves, but also our listeners. If we didn't ask you for like whatever favorite beauty products are. Yeah on your shelf right now well so again when i was trying to get pregnant i did what a lot of women do and they you assess your life and what you're using and you know you don't have to necessarily adhere to the whole green slash clean beauty movement but i said it wouldn't hurt so i did and then of course i was pregnant and then i was breastfeeding and then now i just have a son who like grabs me and the, one of the only times he'll let me just stare at him is if he's like messing with me somehow. So like I let him rip my glasses <laughs> off my face, which probably isn't good. But it's like one of the only times he just will look me right in the eye and I can just like look at his perfect little cute face. So I just let him bully me basically. So he's always touching me and grab. And I'm like, I don't want anything on my face that if it got on him, I would be concerned with. So I'm still using like clean beauty. So right now. <laughs> I have a few faves. I use, okay, St. Jane is not cheap, oh, yeah. but oh my God, I can't get enough. There's C, vitamin C. It's in this gorgeous white matte bottle. It's got these little flecks of like gold copper in them. It's just great. They also make a sunscreen that has just a jasmine scent and it's so nice. It doesn't sting my eyes. I love it. And then I use this other one called Kinship, which is another sunscreen that's it's the it's the sunscreen as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that's what I'm on. The Kinship sunscreen. Look it up, sweetie. And you know, when I left Nantribute, my final episode, which is one of my best, I go through the top five creams I've ever used. <laughs> and this is this is big. The best cream is unfortunately not cheap, but I'm obsessed with it. If you are a a rich baroness, you've inherited some money, you've won a reality show. If you're just sitting on some money, you need to get this, okay? Have y'all used Kipris? Yes. I love Kipris. Yes. Is it that like cloud cream? 
Puff of Love is what it's called. The moisturizer? Yes. Yeah. So it comes good. in the jar and it feels yes. like a towel. So good. Yes. I'm sorry. I was skeptical, but honey, no, it snatches so your, it literally <laughs> snatches you. I put it on and it tightened up my face and I'm like, oh shit, I have to shell out. I think it's like 120. It's something absurd. It's expensive. But honey, what is in it? Because it works. It's incredible. It's incredible. And have, you used, have you used the, uh, great the beauty elixir that they yes, have? Yes, that's what I, the thousand roses. Yes. It's, yes. It, Ooh. I'm it's telling so you, it's gorgeous. The whole experience is just luxury. Um, mm-hmm. um, it, it, yeah. It's pleasant. It's so pleasant putting it on. Like there's, um, there's such a sensory element to their products that I find with, with certain certain prods of like the scent yes and the texture no it's yeah it's really i nice. have in my bathroom a little shelf and i have my uh kate spencer candle from your book kit and oh next to it is my puff of love kipris empty jar as a shrine to it oh, as like an aspirational lifestyle shrine so every time i stand up from my you know peeing or whatnot i see it and i say honey i'm gonna buy that again i have it but i'm gonna it's incredible. I take She's cream very seriously. I take cream very seriously. So sorry, it's not cheap, but it's great. Listen, we are down for an expensive endorsement. We yeah. might not buy it, but we're down for it. Yeah. It has a home here. I know. I felt I felt safe. I felt safe sharing that with y'all. You, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, Jackie, where can our listeners now listen to you? Well, the Natribute, yeah, the Natribute feed is there. There's like 300 episodes. If you want to start at the beginning and go through the journey, I mean, honey, I was like in a whole different person when it started and where I'm at now. But you could, if you're, you know, listen, if you're on the Forever 35 Patreon and you want to just like click over to the, you know, Jackie J Patreon, join and binge like Kate, like just because basically it's just been me talking shit about the podcast industry. Um, and honey, we spill tea <laughs> and then I will, I was like, you hear about my postpartum journey and it gets pretty dark sometimes and I'm pretty vulnerable there. And then we come out of it and now I just like go to parties and like tell y'all what famous people I see and like what they said to me. And so it's sort I of just loved a, that reveal. A Jackie, slice of I, life. Just, I just had a little idea that I want to pitch Yeah, that maybe the three of us should do a crossover Patreon yes! episode. Ooh, that runs fun. on the Natchbute, or not Natchbute, that runs on the Jackie Johnson and the yes. Forever 35 Patreon. That is such a good idea. we can really get into yes, it. Yes, Don. I love that. Oh, that would be really fun. Okay, let's do that. Like an AMA? Well, yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But like really anything. Ask yes. us wow. Anything. Dory, you are ready to get Dory into it. Into I like it. what I see. I love it. Yeah. I'm always Listen. terrified and cautious, but I feel like I'm inspired by both of your braveness and boldness. I'm I'm in my I'm in my boldness era. You are in that. both of you are really living in that <laughs> what era. What do I have to lose at this point, honey? I mean exactly. That's kind of how I feel too. Anyway, Jackie, we love you. Thank you for coming on our show. Oh my God, I'm and- honored. I want to come on again in like five years and see where I'm at then. Who knows? Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, or five months. Listen, anytime, truly. Exactly. All right. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you. You're the best. Bye. So, Dory, 
last yes, week Kate. my intention was to write to my best buds. Uh-huh. And I have been taking up that practice. Mm-hmm. How's that going? Good, slow and steady. Um okay. but all this like writing has kind of led me to wonder if I want to start doing morning pages. Ooh, wait, I have a question. Are you still doing that 750 word journal thing? I am still doing it. I'm not doing it every day, but I ha- I just did it yesterday and I love it. But I am wondering if it because I am in kind of this ongoing quest to do less screen time, if it might be kind of interesting to see what happens when I lean into the discomfort mm. of handwriting in a notebook. Okay. So that's not my intention, but just all this kind of scribbling has gotten me thinking about other ways of handwriting. But my intention this week is to turn off my phone. Not like, Ooh, not, okay. be, not just like put it on mute or do not disturb, but to like power it down for chunks of time. Yes. And just notice how that makes me feel. Okay. Because honestly, the thought of it gives me a lot of anxiety. So I just kind of want to experiment and sit with that this week. I really like this for you. Thank you. How about you? What are you feeling this week? Well, so Kate, last week, my intention was to stop feeling lumpy. And this week, I have an answer to why I was feeling so lumpy. We're recording this ahead of time because um, of scheduling things. Um, And so this was actually recorded just a day after yes, last week's episode. And I found out this morning that I have COVID, which would explain why I felt so blah. Um, so yeah, so I think my intention this week is to just kind of like, make sure that I get over COVID in a, in a timely fashion. I don't know, not a timely fashion, like a, like that I just am like, chill. And you take care of yourself. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I want to just flag the advice that you gave me after I had COVID, which mm-hmm. you were like, don't overdo it. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? I do remember this. You were like, go slow and steady because you can kind of, I think sometimes folks can like try to recover too quickly. Totally. So I'm just going to nudge you in that direction. Yes. Thank you, Kate. You're so um so yeah. All right everybody, thanks for listening. Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dori Shafrier, and Kate Spencer and produced and edited by Sam Junio. Sammy Reed is our project manager and our network partner is Acast. Thank you everybody. Bye.